it go, it goes like this. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Hello. It starts quite Hello. deep, and then it kind of <laughs> rises towards the end. I think you go up an octave. <laughs> okay. Hello. You, what what key is it? <laughs> um, I think it was like a, a casual little F sharp minor suspended seven. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. That's real. I Nobody just I just said all of the music words that I know. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, well, hello. Hi. Hello out there. Hello, mom. Hi, Gail. I was thinking about you the other day, Gail. You were thinking about my mom? I was thinking, well, I was thinking about Canada. <laughs> Generally. Um, I was thinking about Canada because I was watching Due South and listening to Sarah McLaughlin at the same time. And I thought, wow. what other Canada stuff do I know? Um, and obviously, Gail. <laughs> Gail is my other Canada stuff. <laughs> wow, I'm sure she'll be yeah. honored to hear that. Also, I say that with so much deep sincerity, you have no idea. <laughs> no, I know. I know you're not being an ass. You really care deeply about my mother, which is I really do. Which is nice. So do I. Yeah, someone has to. One of the two of us has to <laughs> care about Gail. at least one at a time <laughs> is preferable uh no she's not in any bad books at the moment that I'm aware of so mm. we're good L literary or like life oh uh right this is a podcast about books <laughs> uh do you see what I did I did I did one of your famous segues segue <laughs> uh so this is weird we have not done this in many months and I don't know how to speak the English languages <laughs> anymore. I, how are you doing, I, Beck? I, too, also um, have uh, words lost. <laughs> but This is going to be great. So, because I, I, I live with two cats um, and myself. So I have spent like 80% of this year on my own. <laughs> <laughs> um and my conversational abilities as a result have um I'll say declined because I want to be nice to myself um <laughs> but yeah fallen into a ravine which then flooded with toxic waste and rolled away down a mountain is actually what has happened to my conversational skills that's a lot mm. unless I, mean, I guess I've been doing a lot of work zoom situations yeah. and I do live with two other humans so I should be doing better than I feel that I am it's um yeah I I realized about a month ago when so I've actually started I've always spoken to my cats but I've actually started having like proper full-on conversations I'm like hmm, what do you think about this bit of social policy Luna um <laughs> and like I, I'm almost convinced she's replying to me um, and I realized about a month ago, I was like, oh my God, it's November. I've literally spent like 80% of this year alone. No wonder I am fucking mental. <laughs> no wonder yeah. it's got to the point where the animals are now looking at me like I have lost my mind. Like, here she goes again. <laughs> Quit Caspian, run. It's too late for me, but save yourself. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I, I honestly don't know how to converse or socialize or be grown human person at this point i mean i think at least uh in these times you are in very good company <laughs> with uh most of the world <laughs> probably, probably the only time in my life i've been in company <laughs> with most of the world yeah because <laughs> i was planting my potatoes the last time we did this i remember that oh, okay um, yeah and that was may 
Um, I got a really good crop, by the way. So I think that's uh, oh. for anyone that was following the story of my potato. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm so glad sewing. to hear that. Yeah, they were pretty, pretty good. Yeah, I think it was May or June because uh, at the end of May was when uh, George Floyd was murdered. And I remember it was around that time yeah. we were going to protests and getting a little overwhelmed. And that was part of the reason we kind of took a step back and just said, let's just like take a pause yeah. from this. There's a lot going on in the world. There, and... there was, um, I know, ugh, there's still a lot going on in the world. I just yeah. think we've all kind of um, adjusted to allowing things to be a bit mental um yeah which you know is probably a lot better for everyone's mental health but i think is uh at the same time is good to remind ourselves that there is still a lot going on in the world things are still really mm -hmm. fucked and it's still really hard so just because we've kind of adjusted to how to manage day to day doesn't mean that it's not equally as difficult sometimes yeah agreed uh, so how has the rest of your year been? I mean, I so I had a really fun January and February. They were they were cool. Um, I still so there's there's a significant and growing part of me which is pretty sure that I either died or went into a coma following a plane crash at the end of February, because the last thing I remember happening is flying back from Berlin to London and then literally everything <laughs> went mad <laughs> and not only did everything go mad but also all of my wildest dreams kept coming true so like Fiona Apple dropped an amazing album <laughs> the chicks dropped an album like all of these people I've waited like decades to release new art started just like dropping casual art bombs at me and just all of this mad stuff was going on so I'm I, I think maybe I, I'm in a coma and like everything I'm living out is just like my dream world so I, I'm part of your coma. You are dream? part of my dream world. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's nice. I chose you here. Thanks. Yeah, well, I feel honored. I think, Does that mean um, I like have no responsibility anymore, and I can mm, just like yeah. lie down? You, you literally, <laughs> you can, you can do whatever my heart and mind most thinks is appropriate for you, um, oh. which is lying down with your dog, um, listening to music and reading a book. I love that journey for me. Yeah. Thank you. I think that's your future. Um, <laughs> so it's been, it's, it's been quite a strange year because a lot of the things that I had planned just could not happen, which was incredibly frustrating. Um, but it is what it is. So it's, it's yeah. sort of been a bit of a, what can I do in these, in this, in this new world? What can I do to at least feel like something is happening or I'm achieving something that isn't just talking to my cats about social policy? <laughs> and have you managed to find anything? I'm trying to remember. So like May, June, I had started cross-stitching. You Yeah, you were cross-stitching then. I'm still cross-stitching. Yeah. I've learned to embroider as well now. Ooh. Um, A lot of baking. Yeah. I think that's mainly it. I don't think I've picked up any additional new skills i've done i've done a lot of woodwork I've yes done, you have i've done a lot of woodwork i really like working with wood i found i'm quite good at glass glass and wood have been my materials of choice this year um i redecorated but i stupidly redecorated in like the april may bit of the year which mm -hmm. has left a very long period <laughs> of 
nothing <laughs> to do. Um, I, I, I think I found also, again, especially because I live alone. So I have like very limited things are very still and quiet quite a lot of the time. So I've tended to navigate to hobbies and pastimes, which were a little bit more physical um, mm. rather than sitting and reading a book, which is what I would do in the olden world. Um, now sitting and reading a book is kind of the last thing I want to do because I spend a lot of my time sat in silence without that kind of interaction of people or stuff that I would normally get. So I found that I've enjoyed kind of painting and woodwork and just more like physical tasks where I'm up on my feet and there's like noise and dirt. (laughs) 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 Noise and dirt is what I want from 2020. I did say in our Facebook group that we might be podcasting. <laughs> might be. <laughs> like, <laughs> Listen, I, I wanted to leave in. myself <laughs> just an exit if necessary because I was really scared. Um, but I think we had like a couple questions. <laughs> so Lucy, our dear friend Lucy. Hi, um, Lucy. Hi, Lucy. I'm also waving. You can't see it, but I feel like it's important <laughs> that you know. <laughs> I'm not. No, Alison does not commit to visual mediums in audio forms. <laughs> uh, Lucy uh, has a, asked a question that I think we will both enjoy answering, uh, which is, what have been the lockdown antics of the podcast pets? <laughs> oh, and yours, yours. I have some good ones. <laughs> I mean, Luna and Caspian have... They they peaked this year in terms of, like, <laughs> both good behaviour and bad behaviour. Mm-hmm. Um, my I think my favourite thing... Well, two. I mean, there's the Caspian getting stuck on the roof. That was good. Um, oh, yeah. But my I think my favourite, and because it only happened a couple of weeks ago, um, is when I was woken up at six in the morning by a very loud crashing sound and then my half asleep was stumbling around my house trying to find out what this what this crashing sound was turns out what it was was the cats had pulled down every single shelf in the kitchen this was very upsetting to me (laughs) (laughs) but I I think the the bit I'm I wasn't at the time but in hindsight I'm proudest of is that in realizing that they'd done something more horrific than they had ever done before um, they came up with a plan to keep me out of the kitchen and discovering the horror of what they had done by jamming my little tiny dagger-shaped letter opener. They jammed it underneath the kitchen door so that I was trying to push the door open and I couldn't because it was jammed with a tiny dagger. <laughs> and I just, I just kind of admire. <laughs> I was like inching it open. I could see their little faces looking at me like, she'll never get in. Um, I I just kind of admire the lengths they got to to kind of cover up the absolute horror inside. Like alarmingly intelligent. They're frighteningly clever. It's not like it. It's slightly uncomfortable when you tell me these stories. It's very disturbing. It's very especially because Luna also has about two hundred twenty-five different facial expressions. So as I'm like getting the door open, I can see oh shit, and then I can see oh god, and then I can see don't say anything, Caspian, or she'll <laughs> she'll know it was us. I can like see all this happening on her face, and also it's six in the morning, and I'm like not awake, and I'm just like what is happening? What's going on? What's and then I finally get in. There is glass 
everywhere. There's wood, there's plants, there's soil, there's lentils, like, all over the place. And my first thought is, oh, my God, like, the kid's little paws, I'm going to have to get all the glass up. So I walk in with no socks on, no shoes. I'm not thinking about it because I'm half asleep. <sighs> and they're just, like, they're literally sat in the corner, like, if we stay really still, <laughs> she won't know we're here. And so I set about clearing up this mess. By the end of the day, I'm like covered in like cuts and bruises. There's blood everywhere. And then I suddenly at some point clock that what had happened was the cats had climbed up the shelves. The top shelf had fallen under the weight and taken every single All one down. Up. And I, it was like once I'd woken up, everything clicked into, into place. And I was not happy. I was, I, it was, yeah, they got a telling off. But then obviously they felt really bad. So then they spent two hours bringing me tea bags and oranges. And I was like, oh, this is so cute. Um, so they were forgiven very quickly. But uh, yeah, I think that was my, that was, that's, I'm going to remember that for quite some time. The biggest, the biggest antics. That was the biggest moment of lockdown. The tiny, tiny dagger underneath the door. <laughs> it's not you. It's me. Okay. Okay. I'm back. I think the cord on this is a bit dodgy, but can you hear me now? I can hear you now, yeah. <laughs> the biggest saying of 2020. Um, so I don't think Bowie has been up to anything quite as destructive, other than like chewing his own leg like he's doing right now. Um, <laughs> but he has literally just in the last couple days, um, Bowie has a, a little lady friend. Yay! Her name is Dottie. She lives two doors down. She's a Parsons Russell Terrier. And uh, they have a little little friendship blossoming, That's which is very exciting. So cute. It's really cute. So, uh, so yeah, hopefully he maintains some gentlemanly behavior and uh, this blossoms into a long-lasting, perhaps, love. It's... The one thing we're all after that can't have. <laughs> Tell me about it. That's a whole different podcast. Um, so uh, another question before we talk about books, which we should do, um, from our darling friend, Michael Lee Richardson. Oh, Michael with his gay vampires. With his gay vampires. No, I mean, I, um, his gay vampire book as opposed to the fact that he always walks around with like an <laughs> army of gay vampires. That's just what they call him. They call him Michael and his gay vampires. <laughs> That's his band name, <laughs> I think. Uh, he wants to know what weird thing did we binge watch to get us through Locky D, as he has said, which I find charming. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I'm, I've got really obsessed with Scientology in, like, the last two weeks. It started with, I just got a bit obsessed with cults, which I know is not the way to go when you're by yourself for the ninth month it's of the year. Easily impressionable. <laughs> like, I'm just indoctrinating myself at this point. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I'm just, like... I've always thought Scientology was a bit nuts, right? It's like the sci-fi yeah. dude with the alien in the sky or whatever. But I'd never paid a lot of attention to it. Um, and I'd watched some documentaries about it. And I I never knew this whole thing about there's a boat and they're all dressed as sailors. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? So basically, I've now got obsessed with watching it because I want to understand. Like, I want to understand how anyone looks at this thing and is like, 
so you're all dressed as sailors and you have a boat, but you're, but what, like, why, do, how, how do you then get from that to becoming a full-on Scientologist? Because I look at that and I'm like, you're all walking around in Hollywood dressed as sailors. <laughs> what the fuck? What is the name of that? The Sea Organization. Sea Org. The Sea Org, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And that's like the top ranking. Um, and I, as yet, after watching approximately 20 hours about Scientology, I am yet to understand how anyone looks at that and thinks, yeah, this seems totally reasonable for me that all of these people that have nothing to do with the sea or the Navy or anything are walking around dressed as like Navy captains. That seems perfectly reasonable, actually. I like that of all things like that. That is the thing that you're focusing I've on? I've really honed in. I, I was like, pick a wow. thing. <laughs> pick a thing to understand. Just like a niche yeah. Scientology thing to zone in on. Because you know, so, there's so much that I could uh, lose my mind over. And who knows how much longer I'll have to amuse myself. I might pick something else later. But I just it's just bizarre, right? Like yeah. the whole boat, Nate, I just don't get it. It just whereas in other cults, I'm like, I can understand how you ended up there. I can kind of understand the thought process between I want to be a better person or I want to live a freer life or whatever it is that they hook you on. Right. Normally I can understand the process to the indoctrination. Whereas this, I'm like, yeah, but he's dressed as a navy captain. <laughs> how have you got any further? I um, mean Yeah. Yeah. So that's so my that's, that's my your big. binge. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did the cult thing with the the vow and seduced, which I know you watched too, which was equally horrifying, possibly more horrifying than Scientology because of the the violence and the branding and the yeah, what the starvation and the that that's a lot. We don't need to get into that. If you're looking for a jolly, festive, um, relaxing kind of film to to really ease you into the Christmas spirit, then what you want to do? If you really like enjoy late night volleyball. Again, so I might, I might again be picking a particular niche thing to be so overwhelmed by. But the thing that fucked me up most about the vow and seduced and the whole what was it called? The whole program was mm. the the Nexium. midnight next year was the midnight till seven a.m. volleyball because it just didn't yeah. fit. Like it didn't make sense. So basically, it was just that this guy liked volleyball, so he it did. it appeared in the cult. Like, it's the things like that which don't... It's just like, yeah, I'm going to be a cult leader and, like, we're going to have all of this, like, um, sexual slavery and stuff. But you know what? I also really like volleyball, so we're going to play that in the evening. Listen, you can... Ha- He's got layers. <laughs> it just... I it, I found it really disturbing, the volleyball thing. Yeah. <laughs> Once like, again, of all the things, the but, volleyball was the, arguably the most disturbing. The, the sort of physical and sexual financial abuse stuff, like, that crops up commonly in, a lot. in life whereas like the the intense eight-hour volleyball sessions i'm like fuck me at night as well night yeah, time night- is a weird when time to sleep? play volleyball when were they sleeping to get their volleyball I think energy sleep, sleep deprivation sleep is, is a cult yeah, mm-hmm. thing, so i'm gonna right? sleep deprive you through volleyball i mean creative it's, it's I'll, give him, I'll give him that i hadn't heard it before so i just found it disturbing i thought that this is something new that you're bringing to the cult table i appreciate that on one level <laughs> i'll never I'm, look at volleyball the same I way again i'm never going into a gymnasium <laughs> that i is mean a, why would you that is a sentence i have said many times before yeah that's um, not news but now when people say why 
I'll say because I don't want to be in a volleyball coach. Mm. And yep. you know, you can draw your own conclusions. And that's I a think slam that's... dunk, and that's the wrong sport. Mm. <laughs> but I don't know any volleyball terms, so that's fine. I I tried. I tried. Spike it. Spike. Nope. Spiking. That's a way you we're can not, hit the ball. We're not so good at the sportings. Um, no, I, I did play volleyball very briefly in high school, in but I was mostly on the bench. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm anyway, sorry. I'm trying to think if I watched anything else weird because I feel like although those are weird, <clears throat> they are also kind of like on brand for yeah, us. We, yeah. we we're murderinos. We like cults and murder and all sorts. <laughs> um, I watched Selling Sunset which is a reality series about a bunch of very attractive and enhanced women in Los Angeles that sell really expensive real estate. Okay. Uh, that was a thing that I got, I binged quite heartily. Um, I... That might not be on brand, but I do, you yeah. know, sometimes you just need to watch something that doesn't challenge your mind at all. I mean, that would challenge my mind, but in different ways. <laughs> um <laughs> I, I mean, it's entertaining. They're, you know, it's the usual catty women behavior, but at least like they're business women, kind of like doing their own thing, selling yeah, empowerment. expensive houses, making making them Make, Benjamins. Making making what pull. you did, you didn't pull that off um, that nope. well, but I nope. I respect. You I was struggling trying. to remember like which country has whom <laughs> on the bills. Um. And then I remembered that I believe it was Puff Daddy who <laughs> said that it was all about the Benjamins. It's um, it often comes back to P. Listen, I Diddy. I like P Diddy a bit. Um, okay, should we talk about books, or actually, should we? Do you want to talk about uh, medical marvels or medical things that have happened? Medical. <laughs> um... I well, I can tell you, I can I can start because mine is way less exciting. Uh, I am in the middle right now of getting a root canal. I mean, not physically in the middle, but I'm <laughs> in between two sessions. It's happening. Can you imagine? Right now. I'm podcasting from the dentist's office. So what's been your favorite here. book of the year? Um. Listen, I had to fit it in. I've got a busy schedule like <laughs> everyone else does. Uh, so yeah, I'm getting a root canal. That's exciting. That is exciting because I, I had my tooth out in like lockdown one is amazing and they do amazing work and you I, know what I also them. I haven't had dental work since I was like a child and uh anesthetics have come a long way I didn't feel anything it was amazing I almost had a nap once they like propped my mouth open with this little block and I didn't have to actively hold my mouth open anymore I was literally yeah. almost asleep yeah you just it, you you just got to be like can you can you also do that in like my my arm and my leg and my all these other Seriously, places my aching um soul <laughs> uh yeah um, but teeth. i i really wanted to you know dentists are great but i really wanted to get to like your very exciting news the big... for those of you <laughs> who may have not listened to our first episode and don't know our origin story um <laughs> beck and i both lost significant uh parts of ourselves <laughs> um a few years ago now feels like yeah. forever ago now you lost your ear and I lost my <clears> throat <laughs> yep <laughs> but you got your ear back I got my ear back so yeah I it, it literally was three and a half years exactly um since my ear explosion number 
14, which was the killer. Um, so I've had, since I was three, only 70% hearing in my left ear, because I've always had problems with that ear. But then three and a half years ago, it just had the worst. Um, my eardrum just died completely, and I was in hospital for ages, and it was terrible, and I basically lost pretty much all the rest of the hearing in that ear. So three and a half years later, in very it was very strange to go into a hospital. There was no one there. And like the receptionist lady was like, if you could sit in zone A, and I'm looking around the waiting room like, oh, what, because everywhere else is rammed? Like, there's, I'm the only person here. Um, and so it was like, I was in basically silence because there was no one there and I couldn't hear anything. And I had this hearing aid fitted and she'd asked me to bring a piece of music to like test my hearing on. And one of the things, and there's lots of things that I haven't heard for a long time, but one of the things I've really missed is I can't really hear the layers in music. So I haven't heard a bass line in literally like three and a half years. I couldn't hear it that great before, but I knew it was there. Um, and I couldn't hear harmonies and everything was like the amount of times I said to you, is this person out of tune? Like <laughs> All of these professional musicians are like, it's so sad that Whitney Houston was just out of tune the whole time. <laughs> So I just couldn't hear it. So I, I bought um the song that I've missed the bass line for the most is um Am I Getting Through from the Globe Sessions by Charles Crow. It's just got the most beautiful, sulky, sad bass line. Um, and so I bought that to be my song for the first thing I heard. And because it was completely silent in the hospital because there was no one else there, she kind of put it in and I was like, I didn't really hear any difference. And she put this song on and I burst into tears. <laughs> Absolutely, because it's the first thing. It's like, boom, uh, um, I just cried. Then I made the mistake of having to walk out into central London. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, I was terrified. All of these sounds. I also discovered um, that I'm even less modern culture than I thought because I heard this roaring sound and I thought, oh my God, is that a dinosaur? <laughs> it was a bus. Um, wow. But yeah, I just didn't know what these sounds were. I hadn't heard them. And I was like trying to get through central London to walk to my brother's. And I couldn't ride my bike because I was so confused. Yeah. And like, because my brain hadn't heard a lot of these sounds, even a long time or ever in some cases, it it didn't know how to process them. So it just kept going, what the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? <laughs> and I'm having to stop and look around and try and identify what the sound is so that my brain can learn what it is it was very very weird um oh I just remember your voice note to me that night was like the world is so loud what is going on everyone calm down <laughs> so basically this whole podcast you've been like mishearing I me and our guests no idea what you're talking you gotta about. listen back listen back to the whole this is about books <laughs> <laughs> no it's mostly about um time team Time team, yeah. Is that what you and Lucy were on I about that one time? I love that show. <laughs> I know. I don't know why I brought it up. I wish um, I hadn't. Yeah. So yeah, that's my that's my medical my medical breakthrough. <laughs> medical corner, medical <laughs> updates. It's so crazy. I'm so excited to hear people um, hear what people sound like. It's it's very cool to be able to hear stuff. Yes. Well, I hope you like it because you're going to be hearing it again if i don't i Everyone. can turn it off turn it down <laughs> should have one was like do you want the one with the volume control or do you want the one without and i'm like volume control all volume the way control. i have no interest in listening to anyone oh um, god i want that for my life so, yeah just <laughs> whoop. nice so why don't we talk about 
books. Why are you covering your face in shame? Don't even start with me. Because I haven't really read anything in a long time. Okay, Beck, how many books have you read this year? Shall I look at your Goodreads? Yeah, because I can't tell me. How many is it? Yeah, let me just have a look at this, everyone. <laughs> so you've read 60 books of your 50 book goal. Okay, so... You, so- uh, you're 120% <laughs> uh, to your goal. Look, that sounds good, but I read like 50 of them between January and March. Yeah. <laughs> and then I just couldn't, like I was saying, like I just found it really hard to focus. So I have yeah. read, so I think I've read like probably 12-ish books, 12, 15 books since March. Um, but I've had to... I've had to change the kind of book that I'm reading because I found it really hard just to sit and read like 250 pages of fiction because I was just getting mm. angsty. Like I'm not doing it. Like I might have my one hour constitutional, but like I just, I found it really hard to sit and focus for an hour or two hours on a book. So I switched to like poetry and plays and nonfiction. Um, but yeah, like I've, I've read like what, 20% of the books that I actually read year right less than that so I feel like I haven't been reading um yeah I have been struggling as well and I think it does seem I had like my work book club meeting last night uh and there was only about four of us on the call which says something in itself um but it seems I think one out of the four of us had said she was reading more yeah in lockdown and I've just been really struggling and I can't quite put my finger on why maybe like you said it is this antsiness like you're already sitting like quietly that it's not a novelty to sit quietly and read a book anymore it just it doesn't so I've been like I'm gonna cross stitch and watch Netflix at the same time because I'm doing two things at once and it's super active and I'm getting something like physically completed and also Um, it's it's kind of like mind-numbing I like I've kind of enjoyed the mind numbing activities, whereas yeah. a book I need to invest in it. And I think I found it a little bit hard to sit and invest yes. in a space or an emotion or if, like, my brain is just like, no, 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 no. I've watched a lot of television in 2020. Yeah, a I've, lot of good television. I have watched more, more television this year than I think yeah. I probably have in the last five years. I'm not even really watching it sometimes. Like I'm just putting shit on. Mm-hmm. because it's there I don't really have to engage but I can if I want whereas with a book I'm making an active decision to engage that is my activity the engagement and yeah. I just I'll start I'll get to the end of a page and I'm like I can't keep going for 50 pages like I literally can't yeah. do it well for me too I feel like when so I don't know I'm sure we talked about this uh, like many times over the course of the podcast but like kind of favorite places to read and I have always been like I love to go to a coffee shop or go to a pub and sit down with a book and read whilst the world is moving around me I also do a lot of reading on my commute to and from places be it work or social events or whatever and I'm not doing any of that anymore so that is a big thing and even like when cafes and restaurants were open we've just gone back to the point where they're closed again today It's Wednesday. I don't know when I'm putting this podcast out, but it's the day that London has gone into tier three. Um, It felt obviously foolish to To go and sit in a cafe just to sit in a cafe when it's not essential. My my mental health is not struggling to the point that that was necessary. So I just did not do that. 
Um, like I would pop in and get a coffee to take away to like have that moment of social interaction and like feel like you're getting outside. But yeah. I wasn't going to sit in a restaurant just so I could read. <laughs> like I, That I did think, not feel. I think as well, one of the things that I love about books and love about reading as an activity is that it's incredibly insular and it allows you to be with yourself in um, a lot of different ways at once. But like this year, I could not get more insular if I tried. From the moment I wake up in the morning, I like there is I what even when I'm being my most outlandish and overt, I'm being a hermit. Like it's yeah. so I I just haven't found enjoyment in that, and especially as mm. as time has gone on, um, and especially as well as we've sort of hit autumn, winter, and it's dark for midday. <laughs> like it's like it's like what the hell you wake up in darkness it's then you get like two seconds of a little bit of light and then it's dark again like everything feels very enclosed and very um close and so yeah. I haven't enjoyed the what I get out of reading a lot is being able to be very present in a moment with myself and just sort of switch off in the world and escape into my imagination and my feelings and my mind and my thoughts and ideas I don't want to be there anymore. yeah it's like I've had enough time <laughs> how much time do I have to spend in my mind <laughs> honestly I've been hanging out there for like 33 years and I've never enjoyed it and so now having to do it on a daily basis in a really intense fashion is just yeah I think I idea. think you've maybe yeah you've maybe just like illuminated for me the reason because I'm like oh like you know it's one of those things and I think everyone's realize this in one way or another this year you know the 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 constant excuse that people have is that you know like if I could just yeah. have time yeah and like lock myself away I would write the novel I would yeah. write the album no, I would wouldn't. read 25,000 books like look at my shelf behind me you would people lose your that mind. can't see it you lose I keep your buying books I keep <laughs> loading up my shelves are yeah. gonna fall over and yeah. I am not reading them. But that's because and I think I think I think it's important to make the distinction between um the the love of books is the same. The love yes. of reading is the same. The love of sharing and talking and engaging about literature, about art on all levels is the same. So mm-hmm. it's not that um you have lost a piece of you or something is gone or something has changed. It's that the environment and the space to connect with it in the way that you need and want is not there right now Mm. Um, and I think often one of the things which starts to become uh, quite um, difficult emotionally is when you start to feel like oh well what I'm not I'm not I don't feel like myself I'm not doing the things that I love I'm not doing the things that I want to do I'm not engaged with those you know am I like what's going on Mm. um all that's going on is is real life, you know. You are you still have all of those things. It's just that life is not making it easy to access them. Mm. You need something else right now. And I I think this year <laughs> Netflix has been yeah or a subscription well, to Now TV but exactly like <laughs> yeah me and Now TV are best buds right now. We hang out all the time. Um, but I think we have a tendency to kind of belittle ourselves in that way of like, mm. oh, I haven't used this time well, or I'm not even engaging with the things that I love. You know, I maybe I'm depressed, maybe I'm this. Maybe actually you're just living in the crazy time, you know, and that yeah. doesn't actually say anything about where you're at or who you are. It's just a, right now what we need. And for mm-hmm. good reason, I think, is kind of mind-numbing bullshit. 
because if yeah. when you look at the world it's just like death sadness and destruction <laughs> why the hell would you want to be doing anything other than watching incredibly blonde women sell houses for extortionate money yeah right you nailed it i'm mm-hmm. doing great work over here <laughs> yeah you're doing you you're doing well that's what matters um, thank you yeah because I, I also keep buying books like i just like <laughs> i have so many books i've read literally 12 books in the last six seven months but i still i keep buying them because i yep. love them and when i'm ready and when my brain is ready to engage with something in that way there's also like reading is quite an intense relationship I think we forget sometimes it's incredibly emotional and it makes you think and feel things like Mm -hmm. it's you know there's an intensity to it the world is very intense so why would we want our pastime and our activities to be something which is also incredibly intense yeah are you reading anything currently are you in the midst of anything um yeah I've been I've been in in poetry world Mm. um recently and plays also i realized having just said that um reading is a really intense relationship which i uh am currently not wanting um (laughs) the the casual book of poetry i've been reading is one of the most devastatingly sad (laughs) like the first four pages of this book um which is home body by lupi core um which is beautiful also you know how I am with covers. Feels, yeah, feels tactile. So, so good. Um, the first four pages of this book are so incredibly sad. <laughs> I had to put it down and walk away <laughs> and then come back to it. Um, but it's it's very beautiful and I really enjoy... The thing that I've always really loved about poetry is that I can read one poem and then put it down and think about it and hold it and um, mediate on that. Or I can Mm -hmm. read 12 poems in one go, or, you know, I can read the same thing over and over again. There's just something about the ability to connect in a lot of different ways that I've always loved about poetry. And especially where I'm not feeling particularly able to sit and read for two hours and read 100 pages or whatever. I can read one page (laughs) or one poem. and, and completed something and complete something and have it a lot to feel and think about and that so that's been a nice a nice avenue that I've enjoyed it's a very beautiful book but it is not jolly for at least the first 150 pages <laughs> <laughs> yeah I too am reading uh actually maybe I'll get mine too uh mine is not not jolly either so that's good (laughs) Uh, i am currently reading a collection of short stories by alice walker called you can't keep a good woman down that is not a jolly collection of books there's a lot of heavy racial stuff in here that's very deeply upsetting and um there's a lot of misogynist stuff. There's a lot of stuff about pornography and rape culture and racism. Nice. And it's uh, very heavy, but very well written and thought provoking. And I'm almost finished. Um, but yeah, I, I too have not gravitated <laughs> towards a, a light romp. What um, I um, really like about us 
is our ability to say one thing with such sincerity and determination and then to completely contradict it three seconds later. (laughs) Yeah, well. (laughs) Books are hard because they're dark and sad and what we need is something light and breezy. Here are the very depressing books (laughs) we are reading (laughs) about misogyny and racial discrimination and child abuse. Um, Well, I mean, to be fair... Uh, in my defense, I did finish um, Lenny Kravitz's okay. autobiography uh, yesterday called Let Love Rule, which is a very lovely, not dark, peaceful, positive thing. And I listened to it on audiobook just so I could hear his voice because you know what? Whew. Since I was a young girl, he's still <laughs> like, how? how is he still? He looks exactly the same. Uh, he... He does things to me, that man. So um, the book was nice. <laughs> it was it was like, you know, nice. It's it's all about the first like 25 years of his life. So it's just like his childhood, which I did not realize uh, that his mom was on the Jeffersons and that he grew up in this like kind of Hollywood elite circle. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so, yeah, it's about mostly his childhood and you know, discovering himself musically and then meeting Lisa Bonet, having Zoe, uh, and then basically like the release of his first record. Um, and that's where it ends. So <laughs> it's interesting. I'm like, okay. oh, you just wrote about the first 25 years. But he also like <laughs> sings the intro. So it just like had me within the first five yeah. seconds. I was just like, goodbye. Like just acapella singing Let Love nice. Rules. <laughs> um, so that was a nice like palate cleanser before I jumped <laughs> back into this Alice Walker um collection it's always um it's always good to have a palate cleanser uh so you've read 60 books allegedly i would mm-hmm. assume maybe more than that i think i, th- I that you think, have not documented on goodreads more, yeah i think I... I might be into 70 <sighs> cool how nice for you yeah but some um, of them are leaflets so like I, i'm I... gonna have to read leaflets yeah. to get to my goal uh because what's today the 16th great so i've got a few days left how many books have you got left to read 10 you can do that you could do that i february still working full time (laughs) um december me could not do that february me would have done that in a day well this so uh my my goal was 50 i think i did 40 last year yeah um this alice walker is 38 that's and I'm almost right. finished. So I'm going to find some shorts, some novellas, some collections of short stories, some half-finished books that I will just force myself to finish just to get the numbers in. And I won't can enjoy we, a moment of it. Can we initiate a conversation to come up with the an answer that will help you about whether a short story in itself constitutes having read? No, the whole collection of books. No, I'm not going to cheat. I'm not going to cheat. <laughs> you, you, you can do it. I have faith in you. So I'm trying. Um, so do you have any, um, I believe we did an episode sort of like this last year, a little yeah. wrap up. This is obviously a lot so, different, but do you have any highlights from the year? I have not like, I'm literally just going through my Goodreads because I don't remember what I've read. I, I do have several highlights. Right. Oh, so this was this year. Educated. We both read and loved that. Educated was amazing. That's definitely That's, a top. Yeah, that was incredible. Um, Girl, Woman, Other and Queenie with this year. 
Talking. Girl, woman, other is sitting on my bedside table and has been for a very long time. That, I read that... like two pages of it, and I was like, "This is nice," and then got distracted. <laughs> and so that is definitely a contender for my book of the year. Damn it! Um, absolutely. Um, I read "Smoke Gets in Your Eyes" and other lessons from the crematory. Crematory. Oh uh, yeah. Cre- cre- Crematory. 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 Who, who cares? Crematory. Um, by uh, Caitlin Doughty. She is awesome. She basically just talks about working in a crematorium and more than that. So there's a lot of really grim stuff, but uh, she talks very interestingly about kind of uh, humans' relationship with death and with dead bodies. Um, and it was actually like a really, really fascinating read. So that was a highlight for me, for sure. Um, one of the things that I planned to do and actually just flicking through the books I have read seem to have succeeded in is of the, I think it's about 70 books that I've read. I seem to have only read eight books by white men. White men. And uh, were they for this podcast? I think they might have been. <laughs> um, everything else I've read is by women, by black women, disabled women, lesbian women, lots of women. I really like women is what yeah. I'm learning from this. Um, I did well this year yeah. in that department as well. And I'm proud of that because I, one of the things that definitely I discovered this year and, and even just doing this podcast, I think from for this year was that my shelves are very white yeah both physically and in their contents um but I've definitely kind of branched out uh Bernadine Evaristo did you um, did you read Mr. Loverman I met I read Mr. Loverman I listened yeah. to Mr. Loverman which is amazing yes. I highly recommend the audiobook I also absolutely read a, a short book of hers called Hello Mum which is absolutely devastating is that the one about the boy yeah, it's yeah. like him, his writing, yeah, yeah, like the story to his mom. It's heartbreaking. Um, it's really ugh. nice, like just just to flick through um, some of the some of the things I've read to see the different kinds of stories that I've read. So I've um, read Disobedience, which I loved, which is mm-hmm. um, the Naomi Alderman book about the uh, Hasidic Jewish women who are in love. Um, which is not a oh wow not your usual absolutely adored it it was really really beautiful um, and then books about immigration and um, like Dominicana was amazing absolutely incredible that that would be my, one of my top five so it's just it's nice to see that when you kind of remove that um, not that like it's bad to read books by old white men but when you remove that sort of normative um idea of what storytelling is and how it works and how stories should be told and how um how histories are written uh often by the 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 powerful and the the observer when you yeah. kind of remove that element the richness and diversity and power of the voices that you hear and become connected to um, it's just immense and I, I think it can't help but change then how you see people yeah. in, in life oh, nice I that said I think my top book of the year uh, was written by a white male <laughs> 
but it's a white male that we love very much and i feel like he gets a free pass for everything because he's wonderful okay um it would have to be the midnight library by matt haig which came out this year and is just an absolutely beautiful 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 book that was Uh, in the summer right yeah, it came out in the summer, I think. I got it. Um, I bought it in a shop when I was in the Lake District because I was like, oh, it's finally out. You know me, hardback. Ugh. Got it. The hardback is beautiful, though, Becca. There's like a reason. If you read the book, there's like... I'll get back to you next oh, year. It's when so it's, beautiful. It's um, on a normal... Matt, it's basically thing. Matt Haig doing what Matt Haig does best, which is telling a very compelling and interesting kind of fantastical story but with a moral heart that is deeply moving and thought provoking and wonderful. And he's this time hiding his motives a lot less because this book is very much about depression and a girl who is depressed and doesn't want to live anymore. And it's sort of her journey in limbo experiencing other lives she could have had through books in a library. Like this book is written for us. It's, (laughs) it's, absolutely stunning he's i mean i loved him before it's not even the only matt Haig that i've read this year he's like my guy but uh it's such an amazing book and like became a bestseller multiple weeks in a row and it's so deserved he's just wonderful so that's i think like got to be there's definitely some like high high honorable mentions yeah that i've read this year but um i don't think anything had the the like gut punch that that one did do you want to give it a top five or another if that's number one five that's definitely number one i could maybe do like a oh five. Oh, it's so hard honestly the smoke gets in your eyes maybe as well and i have like a bizarre special mention and i can't remember if i had read this before we went into hiatus mode Oh, no, I finished it in May, so I probably already talked about it. The Beastie Boys book. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The audiobook. Yeah, you said. It, it's the audiobook specifically, though. That was, like, just a, a treat to listen to because yeah. it's just, like, got so many incredible people from all different, like, from film and music and the industry. It's just, like, a treat, a treat, an absolute all-star cast to listen to. Um so that just that's maybe like best audiobook. Can we have a category for that? Yeah, we can have that. Cool. Can I just say like give the reasons that I love all the books because I don't like the <laughs> Um yeah, so I think it's gotta be Midnight Library, Educated, and Smoke Gets in Your Eyes. I I have read some really good books this year. See, and you could choose five because you have like twenty more I books can, to choose I from can than me. Pick five. Um I, I really love the Tori Amos book, actually. I haven't um, finished that. That's when I can finish. It's audio, and I've listened to probably more than half of it, so I'm yeah, going to get there. I really enjoyed the audio, um, and I learned quite a lot. So that would be my audio book, I think, of the year, because okay. I like how there was music. I like how she did it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Uh, I think, yeah, Dominicana by Angie Cruz. I loved. Absolutely loved. It was heartbreaking. Um, absolutely heartbreaking, but incredibly beautifully written and it's also not um I haven't read anything about that uh 
group of people, that part of society, that mm. like that that bit of life. I don't I don't know anything about being a South American immigrant. Like I don't I just don't. Um and it was really beautiful. Um so I re- I really recommend people read that. That was great. Uh Disobedience, um which yeah. That's Naomi Alderman, right? That was the Naomi Alderman, which was very hard for me to read, but fine. Um, really beautiful, very, very funny. Um, there's a film as well um, oh. based on it, um, which is great, but the book is just like layers, layers upon layers. Um, uh, to Throw Away Unopened, Vival Patine, which I read oh. in February. There's just some, I always forget how much I love her as a writer. There's something about her gritty honesty, which I just adore and wish I had the ability to be as overtly honest, even when it's like my worst self. Like there's a bit when she's describing trying to rip her sister's hair out at like her mother's deathbed. And you're kind of reading it thinking, oh my God, you're awful people. But then actually you understand how emotion overtakes and how emotion um, can lead us to do crazy fucking things when we're in pain. Um, And actually you don't, you don't think this is an awful thing to do. Actually at your mother's bedside, this is just the raw honesty of emotion. Um, And that was hilarious and sad and strong and powerful in all the ways you would expect with Albertine to be. Um, okay, so then Girl, Woman, Other, because that's very close to being my book of the year. I actually audiobooked that, um, but then I had to go and read it afterwards because you can tell from the audio that it's written often in a very poetic way mm. and I, I needed to see it on page to make sense of some of the things that I had felt whilst reading it. It's mm-hmm. just again. It's a. It's it's um. I've seen people ask her because she won the Booker with this, right? And I've yes. seen people ask her stupid fucking questions like, um, "Oh, did you ever think that a book about some black lesbian women could win a prize?" Like, ugh. Oh, yes, God. yes, guys, yes, men. Um, and and I've seen her in interviews having to answer these questions and doing so incredibly diplomatically, um. But I kind of, there's something about being brought into that world, which obviously I am not remotely privy to um, because I'm not a black woman uh, and just being so encompassed by it and learning. I feel like I learned a lot from um, the experiences that the characters had, which I will never have um, as a white woman, Um, but also finding... um, a recognition between the things that we share more often there are things that we share than things which divide and and differentiate us um there's something quite lovely about being pulled into that world in a very intimate way and this is why books are great right mm. um because there's no other way i could get that level of intimacy <laughs> if i just walked into a crowd and was like so tell me about your black experience like <laughs> It's just, it's not, it's not going to go down particularly well. Um, But I I found it it annoyed me that people were asking her questions as if, or or asking questions of this book as if it was weird that this experience, because it wasn't the experience predominantly of white men and maybe at some times of white women, if that was okay, that people were finding presence in it. 
Um, and I just found that I, for one thing, it's amazingly written. Um, I kind of recognised a lot of the characters and a lot of the struggles in ways that felt very familiar and ways that didn't feel very familiar. And in the ways that didn't feel familiar, I felt like I grew a bit um, as a person. So it was very, very, very close to being my book of the year. But it was pipped to the poach by the most devastating book I've ever read in my life. Um, <laughs> which is um, Down by the River by Edna O'Brien, who was 90 yesterday, I discovered. I read it in a day. I could not put it down. I kept saying, I'm going to get to the end of this chapter and then I'll put it down. And then I get to the end of the chapter and I was just like, no. I have to keep going. Yeah. And it wasn't even like, I want to know what happens next. It was, I need to know this girl's okay. Like, I just had to, mm. I couldn't leave her. I just felt like I could not leave this character without knowing that she was all right so I had to get to the end of the book and I have there's a chapter in it called the party which is the most devastating thing of any art form I have ever read seen listened to it is so painfully sad so heartbreaking so amazingly written that you just you 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 feel it in your bones it is horrific um and then weirdly beautiful like it, it has so much strength in it it has so much ruggedness in it it's like incredibly uh moral and wise it 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 lays ireland in the 60s absolutely bare in the most truthful honest punishing way um, and you can see it, the way she writes. I could literally picture every field, every tree, every moment. I was almost shivering at times from the amount of emotion in the room that I wasn't in, but I could... Wow. It was intense and beautiful and I couldn't put it down. And at the end, I just closed the book. So it took me like eight hours to read and I just closed the book and I just cried. And it was... It, it's just one of the most amazing things I have ever read even with its its sadness and its its devastation um but it it's sad and it's devastating for a really important reason it 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 shows something that we all need to look at sometimes um and she's always done that as a writer she she takes the real heart of things and often sometimes the ugliest the ugliest truth of things and she lays them bare because actually as human beings if we want to be better human beings if we want to feel more deeply and connect more strongly and live and grow in a way which is not only better for ourselves but better for other people we need to look sometimes at the really ugly shit and we need to see it and know that actually also there can be strength and beauty and power in those moments so that we don't feel shame for our own ugliness but also so that we can allow something better to come from it um so that's my book of the year slash all time slash please read it it's amazing watch out for the party i'm so sorry but you'll love it <laughs> <laughs> okay uh yeah i'll read it so i guess we should wrap wrap this up in a nice little bow like a christmas gift what um so we should probably start podcasting again in 2021 yeah 
So if anyone has a book that they want to talk to us about. If you have a, a book, ideally one that we've already read, ease us into this slowly, please. You already know that we've both read Educated, and we've both read Queenie, and we've both read whatever the other one was. Oh, if you want to talk about the Midnight Library, even though Beth hasn't <laughs> read it, she can read it very quickly. Yeah, I think I think as, uh, as well, maybe having... Um, I was gonna say maybe having a purpose but without wanting to sound like I'm uh striving for some deeper meaning again Scientology um to read like rather than just like picking up a book yourself Mm. actually having a reason uh to to focus the mind in that way um, yeah. Because I am, and I will, for the foreseeable, as far as I can tell, make the decision not to have to focus my mind in that way. Right. At the moment. But if we're um, doing it together, and by yeah. together I mean Beck, myself, and you, listener slash future guest. Um, hi, hi, friend. That would be wonderful. I know yeah. we have some guests that have already been on that would like to come back again. Hi, Brad. Which is nice. Hi, Sup, Brad. Brad. See you in 2021, pal. Yeah. I bought my copy of the watchman we will do that that actually that's a graphic novel that should be a nice easy (laughs) way in um but yeah please um get in touch with us uh we're we're back so if there are um (laughs) if you just generally have any recommendations because i yeah I have been just struggling to find what I want to read. What do I what do I want to read? I'm not even I'm not even sure. Um and I again I think that is because when you are in a very insular like sort of everything is very much the same all the time, it's kind of hard to work out what you need or want um mm. to to distract or to fuel you or to inspire you whatever. Uh, so if you have read something that is fucking brilliant um in you know, whatever, whatever form, whatever way, uh, it can be the saddest book on the planet because yeah. as you, as you yet again have learned, that. that's the only thing we like to read, even we though we cry. tell, we tell you to do the exact opposite. Um, yeah, but get, tell us what is good to read because yes. I don't, I don't know anymore. And also I feel like I've been out of literary circles this year, so I'm not even sure what, is out there what's, what's coming just out, come out what's good what's, to read yeah like um so so send us some recommendations so that we can start practicing how to read yeah yeah so you can um do that in a, a myriad of ways uh you can find us on instagram at yowpod so that's y-o-w-p-o-d uh yowpod.com uh facebook.com slash yowpod um find our facebook group uh, your own words podcast uh is that all the ways twitter <laughs> at yow pod just find us just find us and tell us what to read and tell us what you're reading um and if you would like to be a guest please 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 apply via yowpod.com there's a little form on there you can fill out tell us what book you think we should read uh and chat to you about and we would love to do that and also um because it's it's christmas and i'm festive um, did you did that come across festive? Yeah, did it sound really festive. Unbelievably. I am festive. If you like, I have a literary themed Christmas tree. Please send us a picture. If you have the answers to what the fuck Scientology is and why they're walking around <laughs> dressed as Navy men, please let me know. Um, I'd like to find out before the end of the year, and we're running out of time. Mm. Uh, um, 
so yeah arms yeah. is on a postcard please be yeah amazing well um happy holidays uh however you celebrate to one and all and please stay safe keep each other safe stay inside wear a mask don't be an idiot um and uh we look forward to chatting to you guys more in 2021 bye bye bye